0: You black, then watch your mouth We ain't listen, nah, not for the clout oh, Original man. all I'm watching is y'all Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall Spending all this hard-earned dough, but never bought. In the game of life, was more of a curtain call Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all, my little Asian love would go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car, gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people I, can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie, can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurting, daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursing, we was just some slaves in a maze with our burdens tryna find our way through this pain we immersed in, raised by a gay shit the sage wasn't working, remember when they say we was three-fifths a person, but if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know people never like to tell the truth, because What
1: up, what up? This is Real Remy Red, and we are back with We Control the Narrative. Gotta get me up, you know, it's a long day and a lot going on. You know, we're going to be talking about styling today. We're going to talk about dancing, we're going to talk about art, we're going to talk about what our art is and the stereotypes around it for today. For me, I have a, my brother's uh, shirt on, defund the police. Um... I'll give you his information to check him out. And I wear shoes from Naga, footwear. Um, I got the Jamie Foxx glasses, because the special guest I have today is going to know style, and he's definitely going to pick up on that. Um, Why do I have these things? They're all black. You know, I support the community. Um, A long time ago, I decided that I did not want to be wearing and supporting people who don't support me and don't support my community and i think that is a big part of what our responsibility is i see a lot of people complain on social media There's a lot of y'all know me the real rainbow red from the real rainbow too Le- uh lions king's view we control the narrative bother vex you can look up any one of my pages and over the years you've watched me go from complaining to solutions and like i tell people with filming And when I talk about the two-way or when I talk about just controlling our narrative, we can't sit here and just complain and not do something about it. So I buy black-owned brands because it's our responsibility to support each other. You know, I I bring people who are giving back to the community so you know where to find them and you know how to reach out to them. Because at the end of the day, just sitting here complaining, like, prime example, I got a real good homie who's a Jewish dude. And his favorite line to me, is, ignorant as it may sound, is, when are your people going to get it together? He's, he makes it very clear. The blueprint that he uses isn't some secret that nobody knows. It's just that they support each other. So when are we going to support each other? And you'll say, what do you mean, Remy? I, I do what I can. Do you really? How many of y'all have Spotify on your phone but don't have T- Tedo or whatever Jay-Z's thing is? You know what I mean? How many of you are on Instagram, but not on a black app as well? You know what I mean? How many of you are buying sneakers, but not looking at buying a black brand too? How many of you got a phone, but didn't know that there's black cell phones out there? You know what I mean? So it's just at the same time, black economics is the base of everything we want, if we want change. I'm big on telling people that we need to vote, but how many of our people are actually educated? We assume this narrative that most of our people come from single-family homes who have no education or from the ghetto. Why? Because that's what we've been told. But a lot of our brothers and sisters who are artists come from two-family homes with good parents and did different things than many other people may think about. And we have to change that narrative. Not every brother and sister's blackness is based on our struggle or the, or the lack of shootings and deaths we may have seen. No, there's so many different levels of being black in this country and in this world, and we got to remember that. And you know, when my guest comes in, I hope you open your eyes and see that, and see a brother who was able to overcome the odd, but for different reasons. Nothing negatively bad happened or like that, but he still had to overcome what was asked of him over what he actually became. And those are the things we got to think about when we think about controlling narrative. What narrative do we push on our own people? What do we tell people that you gotta do if you're a boy or you gotta do it if you're a girl? Or what narrative do we tell our kids that, you know, is stuck in this European mindset that you gotta go to college and you gotta do this? My dad was on that. And I didn't end up in any of the avenues he wanted me to, and I'm much happier. And we had a lot of conflict in the middle because of me wanting to be a dreamer, the dreamer he raised and he wanted me to be this man that he didn't raise and it didn't make sense to me and it went against everything that I was taught and he didn't understand why. Because as a kid, we tell our kids to dream and then when they get to the reality of going to the real world, we, we tell them to stop dreaming. Now do exactly like everybody else and then we act like there's not gonna be any conflict. So think about that. What's up, y'all? This is The Real Real Red and we are here at We Control The Narrative once again. I'm here with my special guest. I was gonna destroy his name because we just spent like what five minutes going over the full stage name and how to pronounce it. But I figured instead of doing it, I'm gonna let this man introduce himself and tell you a little bit about himself before we get it started. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jules McKelvey. Follow me on Instagram at
2: MrDoIt215. And what I do, man, I pretty much do it all, bro.
1: Everything. All things entertainment, though. Entertainment. So so basically, he just told y'all he's in the porn world, y'all. He's <laughs> doing it all. Not far. Not <laughs> far, right? We boy, don't say that. because You can tell some stories, all of us. We just from Hollywood too. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to say you never know when you go to them parties in Hollywood.
2: Um, where
1: where, where you from? Now I'm from
2: Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: Philly all day. Philly all day. Yeah, of course. Isn't that those are saying everybody in Philly got beards? Yeah, I got a little beard. A little beard? You ain't got the freeway though. No, I am I don't got the Sunni freeway. Dude. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, I was like. that's yeah. what I was looking for the freeway beard. I pissed a girl off one time, Max. I was like, where's your beard yeah. at? She was like, is she trying to tell a joke? I was like, I guess it's not a good
2: joke. Yeah. I'm so I'm right. sorry. No, but I do, I do pick with my
1: beard. I guess it's a Philly thing, I guess. I have this because I know I can't grow out the edges. But I want to ask you something um, differently. What's up? I hear... Well, here's the interesting thing. I know you as a stylist. Oh, yeah. One but, of many hats. But you're a full-time dancer. Like, that's your passion. Yeah, it is. So which one have you been doing first?
2: Um, it's weird because I want to say both, but I've been dancing
1: first. Okay, what year did you start? What, how, what age was it when you started dancing? I would say, uh, 14 years old. But I thought you started styling before that though. I
2: was styling myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, I that. I just my soul. but I mean, like at 14, I was um, a musician, I was a uh, pianist. Cool. I played the clarinet. I uh, went to perform at Arts
1: High School. And so, we, do you have that regular uh, American story the, the broken black kid from the single home who made it out of the ghetto that proves it's black? No,
2: mine goes no, a different way. But um, I respect that. Yeah. That story, though, you know, but mine's a different way. For me, it was a little different. My mom, growing up, my mother was a teacher. My dad worked for the government.
1: Wow.
2: So, um, I grew up in a two-parent household, uh, four siblings. I'm the middle child.
1: Okay. Because you know, by the narrative on TV, that the, the, you're utopian. That doesn't yeah. happen.
2: But see, they don't want to show my story because my story gives us hope. Ooh. Mm. It gives us a different narrative.
1: Up. Oh, Look at that.
2: See? <laughs>
1: <laughs> see? See, I told y'all to be able to pull in where I need to pull in. Uh, but that narrative, how was that? Okay, so, and I only said this from knowing, from being, you know, one of those kids in those communities. Yeah. What was the support like? Because I know when you live that life, a mother who's a teacher and a father worked in government, it had to be about structure. How did they take a dreamer? But that's what you are initially. Yeah. You're a dreamer, somebody who says, I don't want to do the norm. That's
2: facts. I mean, it was difficult. Um, I think looking back on it, when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, I'm in high school. I'm a performer, nurse major. My parents supported it all the way at that age. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: <laughs> you know, I caught the word Yeah, yes. They're like, oh, yeah,
2: go be a <laughs> musician. Yeah, go be a dancer. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like showbiz? That's amazing. But once it got to, like, that age where you're graduating high school. You right. Got, you're like, what's next? Right. And you got friends who were like, oh, I'm going to college. Or, I'm, I'm going here. And I'm like, whoa, what am I going to do? I'm trying to be an entertainer. That's when I switched. Ooh. That's when my mom and dad was like, entertain those college books because I'm, enrolling <laughs> <you> and, <laughs> I'm going to enroll you in college next
1: semester. That was my father God rest his soul. His definite thing was you going to college, after you do college, you do whatever you want. Yeah, that was
2: it. And it took, but you know what, at that time, I didn't understand it, because I was young. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I just want to be on music videos. I just want to be at the the awards. But looking back at it, I'm so glad they uh, pushed me to go to college. Because now looking back at it, it was an awesome experience that helped me grow as a man. Mm. that helped me figure out that um, dreams do come true. Went to college? You know what oh no, no worries. I went to Lincoln University. Okay. Uh, Historically Black University, virtual. H- I was H- waiting C- for that. I was waiting for H- that. H-C-U. H-C-U. I was waiting for that. You got a whole pride in that. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's legacy. that's history.
1: Yes. That's, that's a legacy. part of our story. When you say you control the narrative, those things, those elements, is you know, is, is as real as it gets. You know, um, so you went to college. When did you decide to veer off into your life? Well, I was in college and uh, I was
2: part of the dance team there at Lincoln University. Shout out to Huntington Street. And, um, I, went and got a, I, I went and got a job on a cruise ship <laughs> where I saw people singing and dancing. And at that time, growing up in Philly, I was like, this is, the, this is my lane. This is the only way I can get into the industry right. by doing this cruise. And then the Restless History, a friend of mine called me and was like, Disney is having auditions, you should show up. At the time, I was like, man, I'm in college. I don't know if this is my vibe. went on the audition and the wrestling History. So your first job at Disney? Yeah, that was my first day. Interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like, what, what's some of your wrestling, what are some of the things you've done that you feel accomplished with? Uh, dance-wise,
2: or styling miles, or hiking-wise. So I kind of like...
1: You tell me, you, this is your show. Oh, well, Tell I me your it. narrative. Oh, I really,
2: control, control, the narrative. Narrative I really control the narrative here. You really control the narrative here. Then um, dancing, of course, it just fell into my lap. I started. I woke up one day. I had a few friends that were dancers. I remember I was a musician. So right. it was just like... What instrument was that? I uh, played the clarinet and I played the piano. So, uh, I was just, do you still play those? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I still can hit a little thing on the piano, but not as much as I used to. So, you can give me an usher, one, one, two. I can go, do, 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 you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, that. Yeah, but no, man, some big dance things I've done, of course, Disney, that was a, um, a huge thing for me. Ooh. It was a huge thing for my family. Good. It was a huge thing for, I think, Disney was when people actually started believing in me as a dancer. Because they were like, whoa, okay, I see you. Kind of yeah. No. It's what got
1: to, to the, the notoriety and they understood. Yeah, they were like, oh, he's serious.
2: Okay, I remember the first time my mom saw a video of me dancing. There, she was like, I had no idea you could dance like that. Interesting. I was like, well, you've been showing up to my recitals. You've been? She was like, yeah, but that's different. Right. Now seeing you on a professional stage lights and it was cameras and there's all these people like wow so that's when i got the push but going back to something that was like huge for me as a dancer of course it would be disney of course it would be meeting people like lauren gibson of course it would be um stepping up the awards Ooh. as a as a black man and as a um a graduate of hbcu stepping we hold that close. yeah and i'm part of an organization shout out to guru Five guru social fellowship incorporated you know I'm a stepmaster, so for me to do all of that on a on a nice. professional level was amazing.
1: Sounds like you achieved some big things that you. So you're also a stylist. Yeah. And uh, is anything you're wearing significant to you? Oh man, uh,
2: just let it dress, I man. This is a line by uh, I am Philly, a designer out of Philly. Got he you. has a line out of Philly as well as uh, in Atlanta as well. He sends me a few things and. Well, styling is just where it's at. Okay. And I kind of fell into that, too. Am I more passionate about styling than you are about dancing? You know what, I can't even say which one I'm more passionate about. Is it like
1: asking a parent what child they love the most? Yeah, it's like, I love them all.
2: I love love this one because... (laughs) (laughs) Right. This one tells me how it is, and I love this one because this one has a nice heart, and it's that vibe. Like, I love dancing because I'm a performer. I love the styling because I feel like every style tells a story.
1: So now with what's going on in the current culture of this world, how does your art and styling play with that right now? How do you feel like that intertwines with what your world is right now? Is dancing still the same for you? Is is styling the same? Like, I ask that because we're in this so-called, and I mean mean woke community, where people are waking up. Do you, you use a lot more black uh, uh, artists? And oh yeah. Do you push a lot more black brands now when you style? Well,
2: here's the thing, I'm trying to, I believe that you gotta start with yourself. Okay. Change will come, we, we all, we look changed, we want change, but at the end of the day, you gotta be the change you wanna see. So okay. with that being said, yeah I do I look for black designers, I do try to give them more of an opportunity because I am a celebrity stylist. Okay. So I've worked with different celebrities such as um, um, I work with different celebrities, such as like Money Baguio, Megan Thee Stallion, Little Mosey, Machine Gun Kelly.
1: And you're promoting them to try to get them with more black or
2: red. Yeah, and the, and the good thing about about it, I mean, i have just assisting on those projects, but the good thing about it is um, I, I hold a lot of responsibility. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these artists or celebrities, they got so much going on. They got press, they got this, right. yeah, they got that. They're trusting us To provide them with this is hot. This is the latest thing. This is the latest trend. This is the latest designer. So I spend a lot of time looking for new designers.
1: That's giving that away for people like yourself. Oh, of course. That's dope. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I would love for you to tell these people how they can find you Um, and what's coming next.
2: Oh, great. Uh, You can find me at julesmckelvey.com. Shout out to the website. You can follow me on Instagram at jules.michael. And what's coming next? I'm coming strong. Man. <laughs> what's coming next for me is I want to tap a little more into creative director. Um, I want to start being a little more creative. I've done the, the training. I've been to dance classes and I've been in music throughout my whole life. Um, I got a chance to now see the wardrobe aspect of it. So now I'm just trying to paint this big picture where I can tell different
1: stories using all the time that's around. And I gotta be messy before we get out of here. I gotta ask you one question. i like to use it to the end, because that way if you get mad at me and walk out, at least I got my show. Um, how do you feel, or what about the stereotype of Stalin and being a straight black man? What about
2: the stereotype?
1: A lot of people assume that is okay. That the only people that can shoot treat, truly treat, dress you are people who know what women yeah. want. But I heard you name off Making the Style, you've named up yeah. a of women. And I don't, and I, again, it could be my ignorance, but that's a narrative I heard a lot of times with a lot of people, that when it comes to hair, makeup, yeah. styling. Well, I mean, I also feel like, you ever heard the expression,
2: um, like, she wants her man to look like yes it's that same narrative as well I
3: believe that yeah, yeah, believe it. yeah that same and
1: thing. again as somebody who works in the industry as much as I believe that I know what I see yeah so it's like so it's it, I don't see a lot of brothers like mm-hmm. yourself
2: who and that's what's so cool about it because my story is my story my story is like right. I didn't wake up one day and said I want to be the stylist it kind of just happened
1: and you had to work three times and harder I worked, yeah and I, and I
2: just once I Battle got a family, yeah, bands, it was just it,
1: like what was supposed to be your where you were supposed to go, and yeah, change I mean, it. And my stereotypes.
2: Boss, and when my boss called me and told me, like, hey, we're going to be styling Megan the Styling, and I need you to, to pick up a few things. Yeah, I was a little nervous. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I never styled a woman before, but what was I going to do? Right. Run out? Quit? I was like, look, I'm coming. coming. On yeah, just, I was like, fuck it. it. I'm gonna just do what the fuck I gotta do. Right. Like, you know? So uh, uh, it was definitely, uh, I definitely like it, and I feel like I, I am changing the narrative, like what I did do. Yeah, I did. You, <laughs> you
3: know? know,
1: and that's what it's all about. And I'm, I'm gonna jump out on that tip. It's all about controlling the narrative. It's all about who you are and your story. So.
4: Yo, yo, masterful yo, printin'. yo, you can live in the world, everybody looking the same, but sporting them cookie-cutter but copies is lame, get your own work in your shirt, change the game, masterful printing, dog, you know, you know the name. name, hit us up, come get a quote, have a look-see, anything you need, masterful got the goodies, t-shirts, sweatshirts, zip-ups, hoodies, long time in the biz, we ain't rookies, make a statement when you step and looking fresh, in a crisp button down with your logo on your chest, what you see is what you get, Getting is the best. We them stand up, news, hands down, nothing less. A technique's the, the nicest. nicest, can't beat our prices. Facebook, Instagram, followers, like us, full colour screen or white on black. Master fool got you covered like a shirt on your back. M-A-S-M-O-C-E-O. T-E-R-F-U-L,
2: F-U-L, who we are. That's who we are. you
4: are I just wanna say you get one life
2: to live and what you do with their life is truly up to you. I've heard a lot of no's in this industry. I heard a few yes. But one thing I never did was give up. I had a lot of things thrown my way. I had to move from Philly to Orlando. Now I'm living in Los Angeles, California. I'm here to tell you that dreams do come true. And if you allow anybody to get in your head and project their fears onto you, You only gonna have yourself to blame at the end of the day. So I'm gonna leave you with this. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. If you wanna do what you wanna do, go ahead and do that shit. Dreams do come true. I'm out.
1: What up, y'all? Time to get up, we got another interview to do. It's We Control The Narrative with The Real Remy Red. Today we'll be talking about words, powerful words, put on paper. It's very powerful for us to become writers and tell our stories because what's put on paper has lasted forever, and allowed for interpretation, and allowed for people to read and understand what was going on in that generation and in that time. It also allows us uh, a gateway. The words allow us to learn another person, see the way they see the world, allows us to see how they control the narrative. You know, scholars are known by what they put on paper, what words we choose. Our guest today is going to tell us about himself by the words he chooses, and even I will talk about judging a book by its cover. Not in a negative way that the way you usually hear the term told, but in a way when you find somebody that you thought you knew, and you get a newfound love for them differently. I'm proud to be able to say so many times that I'm not just friends with people, but I am also a fan of my friends' art because the people around me are so gifted and so blessed that it allows me to transfer traumas, happiness, things that I thought I was able to deal with through their words and through their art. I have friends who make songs that I listen to at my saddest moment. I have friends who have songs that I listen to at my happiest moment. I have friends who now are writers who put words on paper and can help me deal with generational curses. I have other friends that are screenwriters, and you know that is something that I feel that we need to make sure we don't lose that art of putting pen to paper and being transparent through our words that we share. Um, so let's get into it. Let's see what he's got to say. Let me bring my guest in. What's up y'all? This is the real Remy Red, and we are back again with We Control the Narrative. We have another special guest with us sitting here trying to tell us a little bit about himself. So let's get right into it. Who am I sitting here with? Uh,
3: my name is Desiderio. Uh, I'm an artist, all-around artist. And today we're here to talk about my book, Human, my uh, poetry book. So we're we'll going to get into that, talk a little bit more, more about myself as well. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> LeBron James, that's all they have.
1: That's all they have, you know. Yeah. So how many poems do you have about LeBron James? <sighs> <laughs> I didn't even throw you spot. He was like... You know, uh, it's
3: cooking. It's not it's, done yet. It's, it's he's just so great. He's so great. He's right. So great. He's right. Some time. Right. He's so
1: great, you know. You see, he's gifted with words, y'all. You'll see that clean up. Right. LeBron's so a Capricorn, though, so my Capricorn brother. Are you both Capricorns? Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: I'm from Akron, you know. My my uh, my stepdad actually used to be the security guard in high school. Oh, yeah, so. copy that. I don't know if I'm personally like that, but you know, we in We
1: cousins. We all cousins. Yeah, know so I'm, I was making a joke about it, but does your how much of your life really does influence the words that are written on your paper?
3: How much of my life influences the words that are written? A lot of it, actually, a lot of uh, the, everything that I wrote derived from a place within me. I would say about 80% of it. Yeah. Okay, but so there is
1: some type, Some sometimes you do write stuff where it's not directly with you, but maybe fictional, just ideas and things that you're creating. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: that's actually like some of the first things that I had to do mm-hmm. uh, when I first started writing was I had to write from other people's experiences. So when I was younger, I would see uh, and witness other people, like my older siblings, for example, okay. go through their like, hardships or ups and downs or just situations, you know? And that, those times inspired me to bring like, oh, my I, I seen that emotion, so let me write about it. So.
1: I hear that, I hear that. And so, I hate to say it like this, but they say pain drives greatness. Do you think it's all pain for you, or do you think it's... Would you agree with that statement?
3: Uh, To a degree, I agree to that statement because... I mean, as humans, we experience a lot of pain. Right. Right. So, in general, when we're thinking about situations that happen in life... Yeah, we have a lot of happy situations and happy moments, but... um, but they say no pain, no gain. So <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> um, we grow mostly when we do experience those painful moments, and so that's what sometimes choose we choose to write about more. Right. But we also have to not forget about the good moments and, and the happy things that also make us write. So,
1: so you try to balance that out with a little bit of happy, a little bit of sad. And... Yeah, it's
3: funny because in the process of me writing this book, I I started out writing in such like a deep uh, uh, perspective and throw a little couple of light poems in there so everybody not reading this yeah. thinking they're getting chastised like ah like, my you know so you so with that out. being
1: said I heard you say you, so people don't feel chastised mm-hmm. what is the purpose of this It was it to teach mm-hmm. is this to express ex, ex, uh to share your life mm-hmm.
3: the book I'm yeah yeah, um, yeah the, the purpose for this book was um, to do all of that to Got share it. pieces of my life and to um, teach people uh give people, offer a different perspective, from what Patrol I've Control your own narrative. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, exactly. So, um, if you learn something from a great, hopefully you do, which I'm pretty sure people will. Right. Um, because at the end of the day you earn, a, you just gain a different perspective, and can be like, oh, okay, well that's not what I, learned through what I experienced, but i have probably experienced something similar to that. If not, then now I know, you know, something about that
1: topic. You know? so. so, I want to let y'all know, <laughs> when we read about those words, they're very deep. And I'm not going to lie, some of them I was like, I don't know if I understand what's going on. Like, <laughs> what's, what's interesting for me was that I met you on such a, a, a family wholesome level. Mm-hmm. And man, one of the biggest statements in the world is never judge a book by its cover. Not that I judged you, but it still caught me off guard. And I was like, this brother is truly, truly deep and gifted with words, you know? And I knew that already and it was like, oh, I want to interview you. But then at the last event, when I watched you perform your words, it felt like you kind of transferred into a different body, into a different person as you were reading those words. Do you feel that when you were reading your poetry, you become somebody else?
3: Absolutely. I feel, I feel like that with many different situations in my life. Um, but especially when I read poetry, um, because you, know, you have to kind of get in a different pocket. You know, it's just kind of when I'm dancing, because I'm also a dancer, but when I'm dancing, I get in a different bag, you know what I'm saying? Kind when I, I also sing, so when I'm singing, I'm you know, being an artist as a singer, I'm in a different bag, but when I do come to, when it comes to reading my poetry, I go to a place where I have to humble myself more, and I have to be open and, um, be mindful um, of my words, and how I want them to be perceived.
1: Uh, that is how <laughs> that. Is, no, because I always wonder that with the writers. You know, and we as a people, I feel need to do that more often, is be very accountable for the words we choose. Not for the way we perceive them, but how they are perceived by others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really why the, the We Control the Narrative is so big for me, because <clears throat> when somebody reads your book, now they get a better understanding of who you are when they watch this. You see what I'm saying? And I have a better understanding of who you are. And I would ask you, if you had one thing to say to a child who wants to be a writer like you, what would it be? Um, To
3: never stop writing. (laughs) Because that's what my mother always told me, to never stop writing. Um, Write when you're up, write when you're down. Um, and to use everything as inspiration, or um, everything literally as inspiration. Literally, if you're walking down the street and you see a kid, you know, sitting on top of a bench or something, that's that right there is something to write about. You know, you know, you can gain a perspective of like, I wonder what type of childhood that child has. Why is he sitting alone? Right. Does he have friends? You can just go so many places with that. You know, use your imagination. Never lose your imagination, no matter how old you get. Always keep that and keep writing.
1: (laughs) Now, weird question, because as a parent, we're calling this a weird question. Which one is your favorite poem?
3: My favorite poem? Um, Honestly, I can say with ease, my favorite poem is uh, Anchors.
1: Interesting, you have an actual favorite, because people always tell me that art is like children. They can't tell you their favorite because, you know, each one of them hits them different. So why is that one so clear and so concrete to what you call your favorite? Well, first thing I want to say, <laughs> just like
3: artists, yeah, it's like, for one, like, let's say this was an album, right? right. This is what we consider my first album, but if I had three albums after this, I'd be like, oh, I can't choose I album. I not be my favorite. But I could definitely go back and be like, well, this song on that album, mm-hmm. that's my okay. fault. Like, I love the okay. that, You know what I'm saying? So, you know, definitely these are my babies. But and, and when it comes to anchors, I feel like when I wrote that, I was going through some very tough things. And it kind of made me realize that I had to take accountability in a, in a lot of situations. That I wasn't going to hold myself back and hold myself down rather and anchoring myself when it's like, no, you have to take accountability, let that stuff go, and then move forward, you know? Um, so that's why it connected with me the most, and it's just powerful. Like, I've read that one before, and uh, the reaction that people get, it that I get from people is very real, it's very raw, and that's kind of like what I like being, especially with my writing, is just letting people know, I like being simple. I don't like over, like over doing big words that'd be like, what What are you saying? No, I wanna pierce right through your heart, right through your mind, to so you get what I'm saying,
1: you know, um, and that's what that poem does for. Well, I'm gonna say this, I'm very educated. <laughs> and he may not use huge, big words, but the way he articulates and puts them together, if five, if five people read the words that he has written in one of these poems, we each will get our own message from it. And I think that is powerful. Thank you. You know, because there is something to say about some poetry that's very easy to understand. Then there's something to say about things that I consider, (laughs) I'm a New Yorker, so I call it the difference between a Jay-Z and a Nas. Okay. A Jay-Z says words that you get right away, you understand what he's saying. A Nas you listen to three years later down the line and be like, oh shit, I just got that. I consider the words that you put together on your page like a nods to me, you know? And it, and it was very, it was a couple things that I was just like, okay, no, I didn't get, oh shit, okay, oh, Okay. okay. Cause you know, we get so busy in this world that reading becomes something sometimes where the content is not truly grasped because you're just reading the words. Mm-hmm. And I really believe and thank you for putting words at have, as you call it, for and holds me accountable to make sure that I understood what I read.
3: No, for sure, for sure. Uh, and that's what it's all about. Like when I, the reason why I called it human was because no matter what what path you're on in life or who you are, or where you come from, we all are human. You know, uh-huh. and that's the one thing that really intertwines and connects us at the end of the day. And there's no escaping that. Uh-huh. So the fact that you can read something and you gain something that anchors you in that way mm-hmm. that's what I did it for for that poor to be like, yo, I don't know this dude but for, for whatever reason whatever he put in this book it made me feel something that it made me connect to even though I don't know what he experienced necessarily but I feel connected to it because I may have had
1: a feeling like that but did not experience that same thing man that is truly deep and I truly appreciate you taking the time to be transparent, share that with us. Um, Tell them how to find your book, where to find you. Uh,
3: Well, you can find my book, uh, it should be live on Amazon, so just search Princeton the Poet, human, a message for the people, just human though. Uh, And if you follow me on Instagram, at Princeton the Poet, that's (laughs) P-R-I-N-C-E-T-O-N-T-H-E-P-O-E-T. Had to check it, make sure. If you follow me there, the link is right in my bio, so, uh, but if you want a signed copy, you can DM me, and then I can go ahead and mail it out to you after I sign it. Um, but I did have a question for you. What? So you said you read a couple of the poems. Mm-hmm. Which which one stuck
1: out to you, or which one connected with you? And again, that's what I'm gonna say. That one. That's a hard question for me because the problem for me was that I thought I knew it. Mm-hmm. So reading the words, it wasn't the poem that stuck out to me. It's the way, and that's why I keep bringing it up. Mm-hmm. How you put the words together, okay? You understand? And so, and I won't lie, there were a couple I just didn't get, and I'm bad with names. Uh, I did have a note. Where's my phone? Can you tell okay. me? Can you catch my phone? I want, I want to show you, tell you, one I did take a note to show that I did my homework. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and this we control the narrative, so I can go off camera and have a note sent to me because I, this is my thing. Um, Mm. Um, I, <laughs> that one was deeper to me because of my loss of my father mm-hmm. you feel me yeah. and that's why I said it was interesting to read the words of as somebody that you know when you think you know somebody mm-hmm. and then they still touch you but we're still strangers Yeah. so that's why I said it's the choice word to my father's boy. Like, I never thought I was on my father's level, but when I read it, it gave me the same emotions that I would have read from him. So I thank you for that. No, for sure, for sure. You know, so and I wish we had more time and I probably have to ask you back, because now you got me really wanting <laughs> to get into the trap. So yeah, the saw, I did not know, if you saw that deep breath I took, I was like, I purposely didn't want to really get into it because I told you, yeah. anybody who knows me, my father's a big part of my life. And it was something that seriously and, um, so yeah, we're gonna definitely have to bring you <laughs> back.
4: For sure. You know, I it. want to keep this about you. No, no. But you hey, asked the about it. It's right. Not, it's
3: about the book. It's about the art. It's about humans. So right. So I, I thank you for asking that question. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, appreciate. Yeah, it. I definitely, I definitely appreciate the words that you put together, and um, you know we we know how to find you yes. we know what we do and we will definitely have to do this again oh for sure please so have the name ma- the book again and where to find you the now. name of the
3: book is human by princeton the poet and you can find me on amazon or you can go to writersrepublic.com search the book human and it should pop up if you follow me on instagram at princeton the poet then you should find it in my link the link in my bio sorry you should find the link in my bio
4: <laughs> how to sign up for otwt Type in OTWTube in your browser. It's not an app. It will bring up the homepage. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email. Select a username And then enter a good secure password. Don't forget to verify that you're not a robot. Now you're at the home page. Click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username. Now search in the search bar for OTW2, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment and your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.
3: I've had anchors tied to my feet, as if I were a ship. Except I am not a ship, I am human. So I began to sink slow and drown. And, and when I wrote that, I had to realize that we sometimes move so mechanically throughout life that we forget that we are human and so many things happen to us and we just have so much baggage that comes along with us that weighs us down. And at some point you have to realize that you're human and you can't go on like that, you get what I'm saying? So, um, it's just a realization of self. Um, another line in the poem that uh, sticks out to me is, uh, I, ha- I have to take accountability and let it go. Um, taking accountability to me is one of the most important things we can do as human beings, as people, because once you take accountability, you can't blame anybody else for anything, right? No matter how bad it is, once you take accountability for your part in it, everything else is void. Um, another line in the poem that really sticks out to me is I am more qualified and a line than what's presented next to my name on paper and that's because even piggybacking off of uh, what was said earlier judging a book by its cover sometimes you can look at a situation or look at a person and not even that but if you just read what's on paper then it really doesn't even add up or amount to the kind of person That someone is, Um, and it just all drives back to making sure not only not not being anchored when it comes to baggage and things like that, and you weigh yourself down, but also still being anchored in the fact of knowing who you are and where you're going. And yeah, we are great people. We are great as humans. You have to live up to your potential. That's beautiful. My name is Desi, and I'm be reading Trap Soap. How did I end up in a place of my dreams, incapable of unwrapping my gifts in the present? Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Now I'm sitting here with no heart, no mind, nobody not even a song. If there's a lesson in this, I pray it's not too late for me. Just another episode of As The World Turns because I washed my blessings away while singing soap operas. Who can help me change this weather? That's called the dual Doctor. But who am I kidding? In the end, this is my book, and I am the author. But why do I continue to write such tragedies? Maybe it's because the first things I ever wrote about that connected was of heartbreaking pain. What a shame, yet I won't complain, and please don't pity me. Because the Hyperion was first a seed before it became to be. And it does not grow at the same pace as a Sequoia tree. So, at times I may not be enjoying the adventure, but I'm learning to embrace the adventure, like a book trip with Airbnb. I'm constantly presented with questions I have no answer to. Yet I still attempt to answer But wisdom knows silence. And I no longer want to be defiant. It appears that I'm nowhere near graduation, but I'm in school to be my own life's pilot. And I haven't been taking good notes while studying. So I find myself constantly falling to my knees, praying for guidance. As my spirit looks down upon me, my soul watches as my flesh sits in the empty room, thinking. Now that he's tarnished all the things that made my light shine, how will they find me in the dark? How will they know? He must go within and find what's left to glow. I've been through too much in this life to become lost, abandoned, and labeled as just another trap soul. People sexy, chocolate tate, run away girl, maybe take blast How you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm just trying
4: to get your number to take you out sometime. What's so,
3: up? Uh, yeah, uh, that's not gonna work.
4: Are you just gonna shut me down like that? Yeah. That's how you gonna do me? I'm sure Glad Lions then didn't, didn't capture this because it would have been
0: epic! Well, can I get that information?
1: What up, y'all? This is the Real Real Red. We are on We Control the Narrative yet again. But another special guest. Shrem Guy. Now, the reason I had him say it is before we started rolling, I probably destroyed your name a million times. <laughs> okay. So out of respect, I need you to explain to everybody what that name means and how did it come, come to be in your
5: name. All right, yo, so um, Shram is just a word that I made up and I gave it meaning. Um, it means, it's pretty much like a noun. It, you can take it and put it in place of. of people, place, or thing. Like, it means everything and nothing. So, that's like...
1: So, why that name for you as an artist? What is that? Does that correlate to your music? Yes, because I'm able to take uh,
5: that word and and make cooler shit out of it. Um, Like, they call me Shremuel Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, John Claude Van Shrem. Or, you know what okay. i so see, like I like, like it, It's catchy like oh, yeah, you know? I have a little like kids they themselves shrimp. Yeah, or we, we sitting here shrimping this interview right now uh-huh. You know what I'm so like, just,
1: And where you located? Um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, but What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> <laughs> what I have reason why I know that is I have a lot of great musicians and music people I know from Detroit As a New Yorker, I'll say this When I used to dance a long time ago I remember going on a tour And Detroit was one of the places where I just didn't get off the tour bus. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. <100. laughs> for I, sure. I, not, it's not that I'm a bitch, I just got common sense. For There's sure. nothing out there for me. I know what wrong looks like. <laughs> that looks wrong. And the kid we sent out definitely came back without what we asked for and damn near in his socks. For sure. And I, I realized that Detroit is one of them cities that has so much culture, but you also have to have so much respect for it too. Absolutely. You know, one thing I love about our people is that every city has it's own culture, has it's own dialogue, has it's own slang. Um, traveling across the country, what do you think that you love the most about your city the most? D? Oh
5: man, we just like, um, gotta think about it like, this is where like good music came from, man. Like, when you, when you added to the equation that Michael Jackson had to come there to get a fucking record deal, you just know that that shit is what it is. So music is big in Detroit and Absolutely, man. Shout out Big Sean too for that Detroit too, man. It just came out. That's nice. Like vibe he actually got like a It's good to see artists yeah, supporting other artists. Absolutely. That's a new thing I
1: see that's popping off right
5: absolutely. now. Absolutely. Shout out Cuz too, Sada Baby, like all of these guys. Uh, Babyface Ray, like we've definitely like taken the industry by storm. And we got guys out here in LA kinda sounding like, you know, yeah. Detroit, you know what I'm saying? No, so,
1: nah, the slang. The dialogue, I don't want to say slang, because I feel like slang has such a negative connotation to it. The dialogue, the culture from Detroit is doing the same thing I felt like the South did when it came into the scene, by really taking forth and saying we just, like, one of the most iconic award ceremonies is when Outcast and them went to go get their award, and they said, y'all gotta understand this, so we are head of state. No doubt. You know doubt. what I mean? Not and good. I feel like that's what you are doing right now. And what's crazy about Detroit is so many of y'all are behind the scenes with such great music that we don't even know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know? Okay. So w- let's talk about your music. What do you got popping right now? Do you have new album coming out? Um, I'm really still just uh, like doing singles. Okay. You know, okay. like
5: catching um, like what I would like to call like uh Shremio. Okay, show Shre- Yeah, so you know, so do, do a lot of those, man, and just really out here networking and
1: well, that's what we here for. We control the narrative, and this brother, you're in Cali right now. Absolutely. So anybody in LA who wants to link up, collab, or do anything with the brother, how do they reach
5: you? Oh, you can you can hit my uh, my IG. It is DJ underscore Areola. You know. So, um, I love it. yeah, yeah, At IG um, Areola Areola on Facebook. Um, you know. So do you have,
1: I'm sorry to cut you. Do you have SoundCloud?
5: Yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, trend, uh, Shramgawb. Yeah.
1: I hate to put you on the spot. Do you think we get a track for one of our films? Absolutely. Okay, so then you're going to see the trim on uh, On We Control the Narrative. Lions Den is another media company that works with what we're doing at We Control the Narrative. I'll definitely put you in touch with them okay. and, you know, see what we can get from that. I want to ask you something because. It's the, it's what you hear a lot the black holes. Right. Music ain't gonna take you nowhere. <laughs> Why you doing this music? Music is, get your ass off that shit. You know, you, I, know I know you've heard it. We've seen it in all the movies. Mm-hmm. What kept you pushing? What
5: made you not give up? I got like a 14 year old daughter, man. like she just made it to high school, and just like knowing the type of stuff that I witnessed from girls not having to follow one up. Ooh. In Detroit, it was, Heckable, man. Like, I had to, like, crunch down. And I was a single father, too, for, like, the first seven years of her life, so, you know what I'm saying, coming from the streets, and then, like,
1: wackable, Let's baby. talk about that, because we don't hear about the father. We always hear that negative, negative, negative stereotype, that black men abandon their kids, black men don't take care of their kids, no. and not to be an asshole, except musicians. Yeah, like, I, I can, I can, like but the, you're not that, so talk on that. Tell us, yeah, um, how you're so, changing that
4: narrative.
1: Man,
5: like just, uh, like, you know, I sit there, I made her, so like, she didn't actually be you know, brought into this world, so definitely, um, like, if I could say something, it would tell the guys to like be more adamant, even if you have a son, you know what I'm saying? Like, just step in, because I guess what they don't know is that like most black people are very similar. Like, we're not the people who they try to paint us on, you know what I'm saying, television. And do you use your music to change that narrative? Absolutely, man, absolutely. Definitely catch a good vibe for me, man. And I try not to cuss as much as
1: everybody else. So you doing that Will Smith? Yeah. We used to laugh yeah. at him, man, we respect him for it. For sure. I remember, like, it used to be the running joke, but now it's like, when you look back at it and we realize, even when we talk, how easy it is to say an F, and or any one of those words, but as a lyricist like yourself, to figure out how to not fall into that trap makes you a better artist if you mm-hmm. ask me.
5: Absolutely, yeah, and low-key dog, like, I, I don't wanna have to go and cut another track, because <laughs> I'm paying for this out of pocket, Copy. to, you know, get, get like radio. again, feel me? Copy. so how did that work? You really do have
1: to cut two tracks?
5: Yeah, definitely, or find like a good, you know, producer that know how to, you know, bust it down with the, you
1: know? What I'm Copy that. Now, I hear you bring up producers. How much of your music do you control? Do you do the writing and the rapping and the producing, mixing? I don't know you music know. like
5: you do, so look do, do you um, I definitely, I write and, I, you know, pretty much pay for everything else, like for my production and stuff like that. Paying for out of pocket, like, boom, that go your cheese. Whatever you say you want, I'm, that go to damages right there, you know what I'm saying? With so, that being so, said,
1: what we will do in the comment section up here, we'll put his cash out. A lot of people think about GoFundMes. You don't need a GoFundMe. This man got a cash out. If you believe in a brother doing positive music, doing something for himself, being a single father, being a father period, being a man, and he's trying to go after his dream, if you got a dollar, $5, shit, if you got a 100 grand, slide it his way. Help him get his dream out. Um. What you got coming out soon? Like, what can we look forward to? Definitely. Where can we go to look for something new that's coming out? Yo, I'm definitely
5: on YouTube, too, man. S-H-R-A-M, G-A-W-D. Um, definitely got, like, some videos about to pop up, you know what I'm saying, just get in the studio and, like, crank up some more music and doing a lot of writing. It's top yeah. trap, man. So what do you see for yourself in five years? Five years, man. Man in LA, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you, so you try to stand out. You're not trying to go back to the D. Nah, I, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's a very inspirational place, but it is like a place that I've outgrown. So it's time cool like for like a bigger market. You know what I'm saying? Like you can survive there, and yeah. you know, like Detroit people will contest. Like you can survive. There.
1: So just so I can put some clarity to that, being from New York, when we say we outgrow some, it does not mean we hate our city. It means that our city has given us enough, has given our backbone enough strength to be able to venture out, Absolutely. to do more. Because a lot of people think that's a disrespectful thing. Oh, what you mean, you go? Me? No. Why would I want to Cap Cat Williams said it best. Right. If I did it last year, I should not be doing it this year. Right. If I was <laughs> able to be successful, like me, I was able to be successful in New York, mm-hmm. then that means that I need to push on to another city and be successful in that city. You did it in Detroit, you did the music scene out there, that's great, but you don't want to cap yourself. No. A lot of times we make people feel bad for wanting more, and I think that's very wrong. Definitely. And I think that, I, I'm, I'm proud of you for coming out to such a new place like this. Definitely. When it could go all bad. Yeah. You know,
4: in <laughs> the time you've been there, we
1: all know mad people who've gone home. Yeah, got the fuck out of here. fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you don't give up, that's a big thing. So, I just wanna say thank you. I appreciate you for coming through. Likewise,
5: likewise. Do me a favor, tell these people where they can find you one more time. Oh yeah, shramgah, S-H-R-A-M, G-A-W-D. We got Instagram, um, that is DJ underscore, Areola underscore. Um, Facebook is Areola, Areola, A-R-E-O-L-A. You know, two times, and you know, to same thing, S-H-R-A-M-G. Check
1: him out, what we'll, we'll do um, after we cut, I'm gonna make sure that I have a song playing from him. So make sure you check it out, make sure you support, we'll put all his information in it, and uh, again, tell him one more time. Show love, uh
5: shrimp guy. Shrimp? Yeah, man. You just been shrimp? Yeah, like, Shrim. that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> we, we out. What's up? What's
4: wrong with you? <clears throat> I'm
3: mad, my pictures look like boo-boo you know they? Look at
4: that, man. And I spent so much money on it. Man, look at that. Man,
3: I'm blurred, cuz. I'm alerted. I can't see my eyes. Man, you should have got your work captured by lights. Let me show you the Instagram. Yo, they the hottest oh. in
0: the
4: game. You get your work done by now? Yeah, everybody gonna book you. Oh, watch this, watch this. I'm about to get my life together. Watch this. I'm a- good. Right? <laughs> Check out my new pics.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking good. I'm looking fresh. They captured my life in motion. In fact,
1: gotta go. For the past couple years, I have been on Instagram, on social media, speaking my truth, controlling the narrative and allowing other people to see a different side of what every situation could look like, especially for melanin PB. What I would like to do is take this narrative, take this opportunity to change this narrative, to control this narrative, to start we control the narrative. Now for that to happen, I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for you to help me create a platform for us where we tell the stories the way they need to be said from a different point of view for years for generations we've been brainwashed by one point of view of who we are i always ask this question who taught you to hate yourself who took off all our positive black shows and gave us nothing but shows like love and hip-hop Love and Hip Hop, Love Basketball Wives. Shows that only show our black women and our black people in one light. Who took all our public enemies, our uh, Arrested Developments, Queen Latifah in her prime, Heavy D and made sure they only give us ghetto rap, hood rap, trap rap, where we call each other bitches and hoes and gangsters and this. Who controlled that narrative for generations and chose to make us look like nothing but thugs so that the narrative that many who have never interacted with our people, the narrative they have is only negative? For that to change, we need to control the narrative. And you may say, how do we do that? Well, we create our own content. Hollywood is controlled by whoever it's controlled by, and those people spend billions of dollars to make their own people look good. So if we are going to complain about the narrative and the white savior complex and the whitewashing of the history as we see it through their eyes, then we have to create our own content. Or we have no room to complain. And that is what we're doing here. And I need your support. How you may ask, we we're going to start a Patrons account. We have an Amazon account that you can donate towards and buy us gear and equipment. We need content. I need writers. I need actors. I need our community to come up. Don't tell me I've never done it before. We want the people who want it. Because the people who have been blessed by the positions given to our community where we support are not telling our stories either by choice or because they don't want to piss off the status quo. So we have to do it ourselves. So, please check us out at WeControlTheNarrative.com. Please look at the work we are doing, and if you feel it in your heart, donate towards helping us get to the next level. People used to say you black, then watch your mouth. We
0: ain't listen, now i for the clout. Original man, all I'm watching is y'all. Crazy how addicted I used to be at the mall, spending all this hard-earned dough but never bought. And the game of life was more of a curtain call. Smiling in your face, can't tell I was hurt at all. My little Asian love would go and run me to raw. Brought it to the crib and let me borrow the car. Gotta be fly, you gon' catch the people eye. Can't recognize the real when you always taught a lie. Can't remember a day when my mama wasn't hurtin', Daddy wasn't brave and my niggas wasn't cursin'. We was just some slaves and a maze with our burdens. Tryna find our way through this pain, we immersed in raised by a gay shit, the sage wasn't working. Remember when they say we was three-fifths a person? But if we came first, how the fuck do that work? I know this people never like to tell the truth, cause it hurt.
4: Look it up. Claude Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, DeAng. Cindy Ashby
0: Sing production. Production. Ashby Productions. Production.
1: Production.
4: Production. On the wake up.
1: So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored, shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2, it's the Black YouTube. Why you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTW YouTube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. There's only unity black unity and black economics can change our situation wake up y'all
4: otw tube is where it's at
1: look it up
0: Claude individual
4: thanks for keeping the lights on dng sing the
0: production. Production. Ashby, production.
1: Production.
4: Ashby production on the wake up
1: so here it is y'all are you tired of being censored shadow banned shit are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous I'm asking you to support OTW2, the Black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10-second snippet. A 15 second snippet and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. There's only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at.